everybody. It's high noon. Your host, Pam Benjamin, for the AltaCast. I'm still pretty high from last night. Still have a little bit of dry mouth. Crazy stuff. Made some of my pasta. It's uh, really, really good. Uh, homemade pasta with uh, that's medicated. So strong. Uh, birthday boy Jonathan Moore and I ate some last night. And boy, oh boy, did I sleep an extra hour this morning. Hell yeah. It was one of the best nights of sleep I've had in a long time. And I even woke up at 3, 3 in the morning and pounded two glasses of water and then went right back to sleep. Slept until alarm went off at 9. Snoozed for half hour twice. Yeah, woke up at 10 feeling good. Anyways, it's really good stuff, this new uh, edibles that I'm making. Good new butter. You're listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. My co-host Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, is on her way. That is true. Down here at the Mutiny Radio Studios, 278 121st Street at Florida Street. Hanging out. Today we're going to give you the news from Gnarl, pro-choice America. Why? Because I think it's very, very important (laughs) to know what's going on uh, with our reproductive rights. And then we're also going to check in with the Drug Policy Alliance, see what's going on with them and California law with 64. Really excited for that to go through so I don't have to get nervous anymore. I uh, posted on the Facebook, I showed some of my new butter that I made. It's really pretty. And one of the people tags in in the comments, what makes it green? And I said, are you a cop? <laughs> it's, uh, it's getting scary. We're supposed to be um, changing the legalization and making it legal because it's a great, it's a great helpful medication for a lot of people. It's a great painkiller. So much better than opiates. Watched that crazy Dr. Feelgood movie about the doctor. They um, they had to go to jail because of over-prescribing opiates. And uh, his patients were then selling them. But he legitimately, I guess, believed in this crazy amount of opiate taking. And that it wasn't, it's not supposed to be addictive. And it's so addictive. Anyways, we're not going to talk about that today. Uh, let's start with Drug Policy Alliance, since we were just talking about drugs. Do not delay implementation of marijuana legalization in California. Do not delay. On This is uh, by Lynn Lyman of the Drug Policy Alliance. Go to them at drugpolicy.org and join and donate uh, so that we can change drug policy in the United States, reduce harm reduction, or increase harm reduction and stop mass incarceration on time and intact implementation of california's proposition 64 the adult use of marijuana act is critical to realizing the benefits of legalization and reducing the harms from decades of prohibition that have resulted in the mass incarceration and criminalization of low-income people of color and utterly failed to protect public health and public safety Efficient implementation of Prop 64 is urgent. While Prop 64 legalized possession and consumption of cannabis products for adults 21 and over, there's still no legal source to obtain it. Wow. 
I'm sorry, I'm just not getting over this cold that I have had for weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm still coughing. Um, the consumption of cannabis products for adults 21 and over, and there is still no legal source to obtain it, except for patients with a doctor's recommendation or grow at home, six plants for a household. There should be no delay in creating a system that guarantees California consumers access to products free of contaminants, clearly labeled for potency, and that bear warning labels and childproof packages as mandated by voters' initiative. Further, it is urgent to begin the taxation of cannabis products to pay for community reinvestment, drug prevention, and substance use disorder treatment, youth programming, road safety, environmental remediation, consumer protection, and other vitally needed services. Wow, I'm sorry, guys. It's, hey, Zach Wiseman. Thank God Zach Wiseman's here. I can't stop coughing. I can't get rid of this. I can't get rid of this bronchitis thing, and it's really difficult to read the drug news when um, I keep coughing. So, well, here's a microphone for you. You choose whatever microphone you like. Um, well, screw the news for now. You're here. We'll, we'll get back to it. Okay. Hey, Zach. Fuck news. Well, we'll get to the news later, but it is only the news that affects me personally. So it's Drug Policy Alliance news, and then it's NARL, Pro-Choice America. So it's like abortions and abortions and drugs are my important uh, I'm just hot-button issues. Just You're just drugs, yeah. yeah. Abortion, can't get it, don't care. Nope, not at all. Yeah. Uh, I castrated myself years ago. Did you really? No. I didn't think so. I, I consider it every year, though. You consider it every year? Chop my balls off. Yeah. My, uh, one of my buddies that I hang out with at the at the Benders, she was telling me the other day that she got her tubes tied at 30, and they made her go through all of this just rigmarole, and she's like, no, I really don't want to have kids. And they're like, are you sure? You're so young. She's like, no, no. Ever. Snip it up. Yeah. Get it out. Yeah. Get rid of these things. Right. I don't need this booby trap. I don't. Inside. Right. This. Ugh. I tried to do my abortion jokes last night at Brainwash, and epic fail. I haven't been. Do, I haven't. My work is my my craft is suffering yeah. because of all the shows that I'm um, producing, and it was really sad. I kept looking out at people. This one blonde, she just wouldn't smile, and I was like, <laughs> "These are abortion jokes. Please, you yeah. can't. Nothing. I get nothing from you, ladies." Uh, well, women are stupid, you know. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> true. Uh, I haven't seen you around in a while. Where have you, where have you been out and about? Uh, I just been doing some painting at home, trying to sell stuff unsuccessfully. Oh no! All that, all that rigmarole. But you, didn't you sell them all from here? We don't see anymore. Did you take no, them away? No, I took them. I oh, took okay. Them. Yeah. I thought maybe they sold out, and I was be like, where did this money go? Nope. So you, you're all dressed up today. You've got your nice slacks. Are you, are you job interviewing? You're hunt, or are you just hunting for people to buy your work? I'm going to haul a bunch of paintings down to Powell Street. Oh, that's great. And then charge exorbitant amount for the Powell painting. is a difficult one because yes, it is. they have certain squares that people pay for. And so the guys walk around and they get mad at you. You can only set up, because I used to do poetry, and so Civic Center's better. And specifically, and is Wednesday the day with the um, farmers market? It's perfect then. Is it today? If it is, if it's farmers market day, you can actually go up and ask permission instead of begging forgiveness. You go up to the little information tent where you also can use your food stamps to get little right. tokens so you can buy things, and you say, "Hey, I'm the painting guy. Uh, can I set up over on the other edge of this?" And they'll be like, "Oh yeah, of course." Hmm. I used to do it all the time with my uh, typewriter, but at Powell they'll rush you off. Because they're like, 
they have to pay for their booth or whatever and they're like it's like not a community thing or whatever it's just like they're like I pay $400 a month for this space like seriously why (laughs) I know right yeah but uh, another good place I used to take uh, I used to go up Union Square at the corner of the park right and either like right across from like Levi's basically you're not in anybody's way but you're kind of on the street and it's fine I've gone up there and, and done well um, yeah, I was thinking of that, or I might just go set up in front of the mower until they kick me out. Right, that's a good idea too. Or across the street, in that cool park. Yeah, I just want to be. I want them to kick me out. Oh, okay. I really you like the idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't sell art here. <laughs> it's funny to me. Well, you're not supposed to be able to sell anything anywhere because you're not giving tax revenue to the state. So well, that's why technically the police can come get you. Is that? It wouldn't matter if you were selling pot cookies or yeah. paintings. They'll be mad just because... Because they don't get a cut. Right. Oh, yeah. Fuck them. But selling... I think that you're better with the art because I used to sell the poetry and no one really ever fucked with me. Right. Because I was like, um, I'm writing poems. Yeah. Please. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> yeah. You're concerned about this, really? Yeah, this is your big concern. So you've been, you've been hiding up in the house, in the dirty, scary house. I've been doing sets and stuff, but... Oh, yeah. okay. Doing comedy, hiding in the house. Would you go to Milk Bar? Because no, it's close. No? I haven't gone to Milk Bar. I I don't go there either. It sucks. I I don't I don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I don't I don't I can't. I just. I I'm, think I'm uh, Terry Dorsey's Sunday mic there is good, but that's. Oh. All. Yeah. I should I sh- I need to start hitting mics again that aren't here. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to work up the fucking gumption to go do something that's gonna suck. Well. I just, I just need to run even my old material. Like, I have so many jokes, I just haven't run them in forever, and I just need to, like, do it. Yeah. I just don't want to anymore. I don't want to go out. I don't... That's like, I'm coming up on six years of comedy now, and do I still have to hit every open mic? How many do I have to hit a week? Like as many I, as possible. Yeah, but I already run two of them, so it's like, how much... How many shows do I have? Yeah, much? it's hard. That's why it's really hard. Yeah, that's why it's really hard. But uh, the painting world is treating you well. No, no I don't make not. any money. I just do stuff for nothing, do, like yeah, comedy. Right, much just like comedy. Doing stuff for nothing. Yeah. How are you getting your rent together? You're not nannying, so what? Now they'll eventually kick me out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I'm just biding time. The room under the stairs. Mm-hmm. And then what would you do? You're gonna go back. You're gonna go homeless again? Yeah, I think I think I'll uh, go to New York. Oh, you're going to go to New York and be homeless. Yeah. It's good for the summer because it's warm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have one summer to make it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. That'll be difficult, though, because where do you get to shower? Just You'll just meet comics out there and be like, hey, man, let me catch a shower. I mean, I I know a few comics from here that live out there. Tumor lives out there. Uh, Steve Post. Steve Post moved out there? Yeah. How did I not know that? I don't know. He just disappeared. It's been like six months, something like that. I'm, uh, I gotta stop texting him. I keep inviting him to things at Mutiny Radio like a dick. I didn't know he moved to... And yeah, he hasn't texted here. back to be like, I moved to New York, dumb shit. That's funny. He's gonna go be an, he's gonna go be an actor. He's a really good actor. He's really good, yeah. The first time I ever saw him perform was at a Sylvan Open Improv when it was back at the Dark Room. Uh-huh. No, it wasn't even at the Dark Room. It was at the Dark Room. It's before it even went to the one that was next to the Mexican place that closed. Anyways, when they were still on mission, 
but it was in the dark room and I saw him for the first time and he was on stage and he kind of stood there for a while and then he had the best line and he had so much com- I was like who's that guy yeah. he's great he fucking nails it so yeah good luck for him yeah I agree so uh what any new drugs lately? To try, have you tried the Flocka yet? No, I don't know where to get that. I, it's I guess every I guess South Florida is the place where it really exists. Well, I'm not going. It's there. like a new bath salts. It's terrible stuff, and it's supposed to be only five bucks. And and every I saw the great. documentary. I know, right? But it makes you like have like spasms and uncontrolled, and it makes you like totally psychotic. But people seem to love it, and they get addicted to it. I'm like watching this documentary about Flocka, and I'm just like, why would you even take it? I'll try it. I well, love drugs. Right. There's not a drug I won't do. I'd do crocodile. Crocodile. Is that the this. one that makes you eat your face, eat the face off? No, no, it's the one that rots your body apart. You know the Russian oh. thing that like fucking you'll be a skeletor? Oh wow. I would do that. What why? Just to see what it's it. like? Yeah, just try it. You can do anything one time. I guess. How many times have you done DMT? Uh two or three, something oh, like that. Okay. And keep going. Well, and you only go back because it's and when it's successful, it's not like you're seeking it out. You're not like, God, I gotta get some of that. No, I only, uh, I only pursue like LSD, heroin, and amphetamines. Gotcha. Because those are a great combo. The trifecta. <laughs> you get so much shit done. If you're if you're a painter and you're on acid, and you're it's also like, yeah, it's like cheating. Doing meth. It's it's almost like cheating. It's Hours cheating. go by and uh-huh. you're just like I've literally painted for three days straight. Wow. Taking bathroom breaks, ate a little bit, but three days. Wow. Was fuck you Russia a, a product of that time? Because that one's great. That's uh great. no, that I did that in uh, one night though. That's a good one. That was just, that was just math. It's really funny though because the um, when you have the letters backwards, they actually are the Russian letters. We just realized that the other day when we looked up something Wait, in Russia. Wait what? The R backwards is a Russian thing. Oh, really? Yeah, it's actually... Hilarious. I'll show you on the internet. Like, we'll look up... um, We'll say, how about... Because we looked it up the other day. Cherry in Russian. We were... um, I don't know why we were talking about cherries. It it was so weird. It was because of beer. It was... Russian cherries. Okay, so look. They do the R backwards. Isn't that hilarious? You didn't even know it. Nope. It, you're just a genius and you had no idea and so when we saw that and the R was backward on your painting too Jonathan and I were like he's fucking genius <laughs> and now no, we I know it was it. unintentional yeah stumbled into that's it that's amazing that's amazing so I'm doing a new thing every week have you did did I play for you my my do you know who Susan Olsen is no did I pay, play you my Susan Olsen rap nope so Susan Olsen oh yeah actually you did yeah this is great yeah, yeah. Okay. so now I'm gonna Susan Olsen is uh, she's Cindy Brady so Jonathan last night was being just too sweet and was talking about how much he loves my Susan Olsen song and he's like you should do one of those a week and I was like you're a genius so today I actually looked up 30 of the most outrageous quotes from 45 from our 45th president uh-huh. and I'm going to I'm going to do a, a different rap today. <laughs> so every week I'm going to do a different rap about really funny, weird yeah. tweets and stuff and I'm going to kind of try to create a, a compendium of of songs yeah. that I'm excited about. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, cuz who knew that I was good at rapping? Uh not I. It's it's just because of the because I used to be a poet or whatever and you, you got to have a sense of cadence or what have you. And so I, you know, I'm gifted in the ways of cadence. So I'm going to be a rapper later. But this is 
for you guys, uh, I'm going to play this Susan Olsen song, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll be right back. And hopefully uh, LaToya will be here, and hopefully uh, Zach will stick around long enough that maybe he can uh, be a part of this week's rap. We'll see what happens. Uh, Trump support. I, I think Trump supporters are funny to me, really. I don't think we should take them off the air all the time. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to... This is a... This is a... Rap, rap background. We're gonna rap to it. <laughs> we'll get a little bit beat. Hey there, little pussy. Let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass. You are, you lying piece of shit. What? Too cowardly to confront me in real life. You do it on Facebook. You're the biggest faggot ass in the world. Biggest uh, pussy, uh, pussy, uh, pussy. Uh, my dick is bigger than yours. Which, which ain't saying much. What a true piece of shit you are, lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. Say uh, slowly and painfully. I'm Susan Olsen. Oh, uh, slowly. I'm Susan Olsen. And painfully. They call me Cindy and Brady. My name is Susan Olsen and I love Trump today. Uh, 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 Olsen. Uh, uh, Brady. Get it. Brady. Uh, I hope. Sincerely hope you reap all this that you deserve. Karma-wise, you pathetic little cunt you are. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. What? Waiting for you. Enjoy. Slowly. What? Slowly. And painfully. My name is Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. They call me Cindy. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. Call me Cindy Brady. I make America great again. Making America great. What a pathetic little cunt you are. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. Enjoy. His name is Martin. Enjoy. Call me Martin. Enjoy. I'm living in that Martin. Enjoy. Susan Olsen, the biggest cunt, drops a pole to fuck you. Right? Did we just make a song? Did we just? That was pretty- so that was our song. Uh, Susan Olsen song. Yay. Makes me feel like a genius. Uh, I've only been feeling like a genius, like, of everything other than comedy lately. You, I, My new butter, my new pop butter that I made, and I put a picture of it on the Facebook. I'm getting more, like, love on the Facebooks from everything except comedy. I put out anything. I put out a picture of my fucking cat, and people, I'm getting like 60 likes and 30 comments about my fucking cat. Nobody comments on the comedy or anything else. So I'm like, what is it? Is like, look at this. I, I did a thing the other day about dildos. I put out a thing saying that I, if you, if your African American friend is having a bridal shower, what color dildo do you get her? And the question is, it's is it the color of the spouse or do you just go ridiculous? And most people were like, green, pink. And that was like, is pink, you know, racist to feminists or whatever. Um, and she, it, everyone just went, I have like 50 comments, everyone weighed in. People are putting other pictures of dildos, ones that look like dragons. And I was like, seriously, this this is what the people like. And they want. That's what they want. So I've got like, 
I do anything serious and nobody, there's my butter. That's a picture of my new butter. It's really, really green and it's really, really pure. I did a really good extraction this time. There's like no detritus in it at all and it's really good. Um, and, I'm, and I, well, I was mostly just w wondering if other people's pot butter comes out as green as mine does or, and a lot of people are like, yeah, it comes up, mine comes out pretty green like that. So I'm like, all right. I just wanted to see like where I am, like with other yeah, people that yeah. do it, you know? Um, but this is a particularly good batch that I'll be making into caramels because that's like my whole new game is all the caramels, uh, which I just, I just love. I like caramels. Yeah. It's really easy to do. It's like my favorite sort of thing to do with pot right now because it's the cheapest because I'm working with sugar, corn syrup, vanilla, salt, pot butter, a cream, little cream. That's right. it. It's so cheap. It's and they last longer than like I figured out how to make them not bloom so that I just keep them in the refrigerator or the freezer and then they're great. Right. And then um, they're so much better than cookies because you make the cookies and then they get stale or right. you make the like I'll make the dough and leave it in the freezer and then make it. But it's just the cookies just I don't know. Not as good. I don't think they're as good. I not I don't the the caramels really mask the flavor of the pot because it's so much sugar yeah and so much butter it's, it's just it's all sugar yeah yeah but it's like wicked cheap i mean five pounds of sugar is a dollar 99 so you know it's it's the best bang for my for my buck i can even dip them in chocolate if i want and that when i dip them in chocolate it also takes longer for them to bloom because the chocolate seals it's them a, off yeah, yeah. from the air it's a wax coating it's like a wax coating i think she's made it Oh my God, your hair looks amazing. She fucking hates today. I fucking hate today. Sorry, I had to start drinking. Oh, good. Yeah, I get to drink. I get to drink today too. You look amazing, though. You look amazing. You look. Per I, I, I mean, I don't want to always comment on how beautiful you are, but you look amazing today. You're always beautiful, my eyes. Uh, oh, well, well, welcome. I get to drink today too because I don't have the kids. I don't have to teach today because it's spring break and we finished. I so I have to teach again. So usually I don't drink all day. And the other, we have a Zach coming in during Some Call Me Tim, who's one of the most entertaining people alive. And I want him to meet you because he's the guy at the Belgian beer bar that they need another server so badly. And you would make hand. I went there last weekend with Jonathan. And oh my God, he gave us these beers. Like he took us on a tour of Belgian beers that we would never be able to drink. He basically like gave us we were trying to figure out, it was probably like $70 worth of beer. And uh, we just tipped him 40 bucks, but he was like, I got it, I got everything. It was, oh, wow. it's an amazing bar where, it's in North, you said it's it's in, in North Beach and it's in this really cool, so it's right by Cobbs. Anyways, you'll meet him today. He's just a lovely human being. I'm sorry, I'm so CPT. Oh, I'm no, like no, 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 no. My day already sucks. You you, you, you look great got, doing it. Thank you. I, I got black problems. Oh, well, we hair? already... Is it the hair? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love the new hair. Oh, no, thank you. Um, we already played the Cindy Brady song because there's going to be, though, we're doing a new thing every week. We're going yes. to do a gangster rap song to ridiculous quotes of people. So today I actually have the 30 most outrageous quotes of... Um, 45 that we're going to do later. Uh, I thought that would be fun. We kind of started on the drug news, but didn't really 
get really far with it. It's a cider. Um, oh, I'm okay then. Thank you. I've got a. I'll go drink. I have got a Coors Light, which is disgusting, but it's in there, and I will drink it. And then we'll take Zach a break. Zach is drinking wine. Wait, that was left over from last night, so you can thank the ladies and he from Six Set Open Mike. Isn't that sweet? You're He's such a gentleman. gentleman. Fucking I He's did. a gentleman. Gentleman. I'm a goddamn gentleman, you stupid bucks. Yeah. <laughs> He's drinking wine, Chardonnay, straight out of the bottle. Like yeah. a classy, classy like gentleman. Like a classy fucking gentleman. Classy, <laughs> classy dude. need to be raised like him. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. To do all the drugs. To I haven't do... seen you in so long. I know. It's been like two it's weeks two or weeks. something like that. That's it's not crazy. supposed to happen. People. Yeah. It's well, It's, it's is... been work and... and trying to get out of work and new job, new job. and, and yeah. then they want to train you all the time yeah yeah you're train like, me all the time you're like come on I don't need and to then train. now work called me on my way here on my lift oh, by the way my lift le- left me fuck you oh um that's why another reason why i'm late and then my lift that i got picked up three other people oh. fuck you again and then my job calls me and says, "Can you, um, you know, can you come in early?" I'm like, "Fuck you! No, what the fuck? I, I had a drink. Sorry, guys." Yeah, hey, gotta <laughs> black problems. <laughs> uh, well, I've I've been I've been I've been drinking. Uh, so the, uh, the Drug Policy Alliance news today says basically, hey, implement Prop 64 now. It's urgent. We need to do it. We need to get the taxes from it. It's going to be a billion dollars per year once the licensing is fully implemented. Uh, and then we need to do it now because the federal... Uh, Jeff Sessions. Right. The, the federal is going to try to convince. We need to... It'll be easier for federal to come in and take over and say, no, 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 even though we've already voted on it in states' rights. Because if we don't have things in place, they'll say, well, it's not in place yet, so get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Jeff um, Sessions is at war with... Uh, pussies yeah <laughs> that and yes definitely with the uh, whole different states with uh, marijuana uh, rights and what have you yeah and there's well it's there's all this good stuff well I just don't even we don't even need to, to do that uh, the prior federal administration approved assurances that if California developed a robust regulatory and enforcement system for medical or personal marijuana use by adults, California residents who complied with state laws and regulations would have reasonable expectation that they would not be subject to harassment, arrest, or incarceration by the federal government. However, the new administration has given mixed signals on enforcement priorities, but made it clear they do not want to end marijuana prohibition. So, hey, California, get a move on. Let's make that commission on um on marijuana used the the adult uh you know access law and let's move it let's get it going now uh, you know what's funny is this time last year we were talking like a little bit positive oh, about yeah. this mm-hmm. and now how much a year has changed now we want to roll back everything well we don't but uh, the the good news is that the criminal penalty reductions went into effect on November 9th, 2016 and are being applied to all new cases coming into the courts all over the state. And in L.A. County, the Public Defender's Office has already identified over 200 people eligible for resentencing for marijuana charges. And the DPA has partnered with community organization to hold legal clinics for formerly incarcerated people to get their records changed. Detailed guides, we talked about it last week, uh, can be found at myprop64.org. So the thing is this, 
If you had a former marijuana conviction, it doesn't just automatically get expunged or reduced or whatever. You have to actually apply to get that shit done. So hey out there, if you're listening, yes, it went into effect, Prop 64 and the and the reclassifying. So if you had a misdemeanor or even a felony marijuana charge and it's sitting on your record it can go away you like you could go to a job and not have to say that you had a felony or you know if they change it from a felony to a misdemeanor exactly the same so it's there are a lot of people out there that could be that have been hurt in the job market because of former sentencing and draconian drug laws dealing with marijuana but it's the responsibility the onus is on you people to get out there and do the proper paperwork. So go to uh, myprop64.org if you've had a former sentencing and things can change. Uh, it's just some paperwork and there are people to help you through that thanks to the Drug Policy Alliance uh, and other people who care. So yay! Yay! Okay, so that's Drug Policy Alliance news today. Let's talk about abortion for a second. Um, we'll only choose one. Which one is more important, least important to Zach? Birth control, fighting pregnancy discrimination, or paid family leave? Which one do you care least about? Um, paid family leave. All right. All right. Issue, paid family leave. We know that Zach doesn't give a fuck about it, but that's okay. It's an issue for women. He's going to still drink wine on a Wednesday because yeah. he can. I mean, I don't get paid ever, so It's fuck wine, wine Wednesday. Leave. Exactly. Uh, paid family leave is a critical component of reproductive freedom, and everyone deserves the dignity and financial stability that it offers. Paid family leave is a critical component of reproductive freedom, and everyone deserves the dignity and financial stability that it offers. Without it, mothers don't have the time needed to heal from childbirth, and families don't have the time to bond with their new babies. Families baby. may face greater <laughs> challenges in creating stable and nurturing homes for their children and working people sometimes must risk their livelihoods to care for sick or injured family members. Paid family leave is inextricably linked to economic opportunity. When parents are forced to abandon caring for their children or relatives for a paycheck, the whole family suffers. And that the United States is one of only two nations in the world that does not guarantee paid family leave for working men and women current laws woefully inadequate and the medical family and medical leave act of 1993 requires larger employers to allow a new parent up to 12 weeks of unpaid leave after the birth of a child that means the law only guaranteed that the new parents can take time off from work if they can afford to do so that sucks yeah. 12 weeks of, you can have three months you can have three months you can th- take vacations if you can afford it yeah, yeah. you could take three months off to take care of your kid but we aren't going to pay you <laughs> I was just... We're just going to guarantee that your job will be here when you get back. But not really, but I, kind of. It's its so fucked up. I was just watching uh, one of the MSNBC. I've been on, like, CNN MSNBC kick because this is a reality show that's actually really happening. Right, And it's yeah. kind of funny. 45. And sad. Yeah. Sad. Uh, but one of, there was a Republican congressman uh, from Idaho who was talking about the fa- uh, paid family leave. And one of the... Um, uh, journalist was asking him like so you had a company did you offer your workers fa- paid family leave because he, he opposes it right right and he was like well the company that I owned you know I gave them paid family leave but I don't think it should be the government that should entirely have people you know for paid family leave and so it's just like um okay. right it's, just it's good enough for some but it's not good enough good for, for all. all right it's uh Four legs bad, two legs better. I don't understand this administration. Like, everything, if you look at, like, with health care and paid family leave in other countries, like, 
I don't know, Norway and Sweden. Sweden. It it benefits everybody. Can't we look at our white brethren? Can't we make America great again? But you want to make everything white? Let's look to fucking Norway and Finland and Sweden. Let's look to the white people. Preach it. Preach it. Let's look and see what they're doing. They have the best (laughs) jail. I want to go to jail in Finland. Their jail is so badass. They put you on an island and you get your own little cottage and you get to like. They don't burn you. They don't boil you to death like what they did in Florida. That's they, actually they boiled some. They boiled box. someone. They boiled uh, they inmate in a dirty, to death. Dirty box and yeah. in the sun because they because oh, we hate because right, we hate okay. black people. Yeah. But in and Finland they have a jail. God damn. The jail is like summer camp, and their recidivism recidivism. I hate that word because I can't say it. recidivism rate. <laughs> they're going back to crime rate is like zero, and I yeah. can't even understand that. I just want to be in jail all the time. It's like this really pretty island, and you live on the island. And in you, in Norway they. They uh they don't have a life sentence, so everybody that goes to jail is getting out. So that right. just makes them actually rehabilitate people. They're right. like, well, he's getting out, he's gonna be out there, so let's try we to make him a good therapy. person. Yeah, yeah. let's give fucking him some help fucking him. therapy. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, here it's <sighs> we make money off bodies, so Hell yeah. you know, and now Stack we have up, baby. exactly, and now we have Jeff Sessions. Mm. So you know what they've been doing with the private prisons now that they've been. Um, we have less marijuana convictions, but the the private prisons are now holding. It's like okay, so I try to make a joke about it, but the ICE, they're the new ISIS. They're the scary people. They're you just they're the ISIS. They're ICE. It's the immigration people. Anyways, they're they're just taking people and incarcerating them and then deporting them. So. The, the private prisons are now being used to incarcerate the immigration issues. But it's, there's an ICE, there's a joke I've got to get going with ICE and ISIS because they're ICE, they're, they're the new, they're the well, yeah. terrorists we should be afraid of, knocking on your door, taking you and your, like people who have children who were, ba- who were born here, people who have wives, husbands that have maybe their visa isn't working or they've been on a certain visa and they're coming after people who have any kind of arrest records even parking tickets they're coming after people and they're sending ice in there and they're saying show us your papers they're they're showing up at at family court cases and they're taking them away they're showing up at court and they're taking ice is the new isis they're taking them away and they're deporting them and it's all part of this new weird this is the thing though what what are they doing who's going to pick the strawberries they're going. So I, I hate to put it that way, but in San Diego, there's all these strawberry farms, and there's absolutely true though. Well, there used to be these. I used to live in San Diego, and I'd see them, and you drive through certain canyons, and there's like a hundred tents, and the tents move around, and um, and those tents are all gone now. So who's picking? We're gonna get. We're gonna get Chad and Tyler. Chad and Tyler totally out to like pick. Right. That is not gonna happen. Oh, I got like a kilo of strawberries today. <laughs> yo, yo, dude. Yo, my fingers hurt, man. Miami Dade prison inmate death in shower ruled accidental. In the shower. Burning. They burning niggas in jail. Has been ruled ex- accidental. Died from complications of schizophrenia, heart disease, and confinement in the shower. This is the prison system here in America. He did not suffer any burns, but the investigators could not conclude how the specially rigged shower was excessively hot the day he collapsed. Well, it's because they put showers in tin boxes outside, and then they send you in there, and it's cold. Poor dude. Yeah. Yeah, that... So I, I would rather go to jail in uh, Norway. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's, oh, God. Every day is a waking up of a nightmare, and I drink more. Right. Uh, 
this, for the rest of this gnarled just pro- so 12 weeks could take a vacation uh, this leaves nearly half of working women without job protection if they choose to start or grow a family further the law doesn't protect working people at companies with fewer than 50 employees leaving millions of Americans without adequate work- workplace protections all parents including those who adopt deserve quality time to nurture their children and care for their family members without the fear of financial instability paid family leave program will stop employers from denying new parents that precious time and will provide all families with the dignity of paid time off to care for loved ones. There is the gnarl news. It's, uh, see, I said I wanted to have kids one day, but I don't know. I, I, I can't, postpartum depression is a real serious thing. Right, because like you realize your life is over and it sucks. <laughs> it's like, it's, of course that's going to happen. I had a life. Now I am no longer a person. I feel terrible for moms because they really, like every person who's an actual mom, they get to be a martyr. They are a martyr. They've sacrificed everything for you fucking little angry, little petulant fuckball kid. Kids are so awful and entitled and moms give them too much of what they want. I say go back to the old days where I believe in hitting a child. Smack them upside the face. <laughs> I totally believe in that. They're, if they're Spanking being a little, they understand, a, a little you know? dick. <laughs> and it's the only thing they understand. Well, they can, you, the other thing they understand is t- you can take things away from them, but then it's just difficult for you. Yeah, you know, like because you have a whiny you, fucking kid, right? But and and you know, locking them in their room is fine too. Um, <laughs> but then, but the thing is, with with me, lock me in the room, and I'm like, oh, I get to read books. Fantastic! It's what I wanted, anyways. You know what used to when I was a kid? It, it wasn't just spankings. It was the fact that the fear was for me. Uh, they would lock. They say if you don't stop acting right, I'm gonna put you in the basement with Freddy Krueger. Oh, that's, that's psychological shit. That's some good psychological <laughs> shit. Yeah. We have a demon in the basement. Exactly. We will send you to him. So I. So what I would uh, like babysit my my little cousins, in which my little cousin admitted to me like that shit was really fucked up when you would say that to me when I was a kid. Because I learned it <laughs> from my other yeah, sure, sure. like aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. And she admitted to me that she's like, you used to say that like, you would put me in the basement with the monsters. And that really kind of did some damage. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, but Monsters Inc. came out and we all realized that monsters are nice. So it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you just but- you tell them about the monsters and then you let them see Monsters Inc. when they're six and they'll be fine. I think, I mean, I, I just said like, you know, I believe in hitting a kid. I that's a last resort by the way spanking is different from swatting well and let's just get that straight and here's close the fist th- you gotta hit a kid with a close, close. fist <laughs> if you're if you're at home here's the thing if you're at home and you wanna take away their iPad and they're gonna scream for three hours that's fine but if you're in public and you take away their iPad and you they start screaming they do that then they do that I used to How do, do you, I mean, if you're in the store, do you just leave the store or do you, now see as a nanny, I give them the look and I'm like, we well, are not doing, but I'll That's take good. them out and then take them out. But it's, God, it's so hard. Uh, it's hard, but I, I think that's a good idea, though. You shiver him. You put the fear of God in the in the voice and the look, because I still get scared with my mom when she gives that look, and I'm 35 years old. Because right, right. I go back to my five year old self when she gives me that look. I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. I'm gonna get it. Yeah, I don't. I, I only give this stink eye to other people's children at this point. Well, I'm not gonna have my own, so it's fine. <laughs> I was a good kid. I uh, rarely misbehaved. Seriously, I, I was like a child, child. 
you can take me on planes, I wouldn't cry, shit like that. I threw a tantrum one time for a candy bar in a store, and my mom just dragged me out of the store. Yeah, that was, was the like, last fucking, time. Nope, yeah. She's like, nope, we're not doing this, you're not getting any of that. But I love, I haven't you heard your early. story yeah. in a, I haven't heard your story in a while about how you hid in the laundry for Junior oh, High. Yeah, that yeah. was great. That's yeah. a great. I, he hid in the laundry all till his mom left and just yeah, played video she had games to work, all day. And she's like, all right, time to get ready for school. So I got, went to the laundry hamper, took laundry out, and then got inside, put laundry on that top of myself. That is so awesome. Yeah. Wait, you're, she, you're that kid that would hide in laundry? I used to put myself in the dryer. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yes. you're, you're not going to find me. Yeah. She, I waited like half an hour. She, I'm sure she was late to work. She was furious. But then I stayed at home and played video games all day. That, and it was a win. Awesome. And it was a win. Yep. But even when she comes, you weren't, see, now the problem is if I did something bad and I knew, or I knew that I specifically done something wrong I knew that I, I mean I was afraid all day I didn't have any fun because I knew that my parents would come home and be pissed so like there's one the time moment, I know right there was this one time where my parents were out of town and I decided to have a party and I didn't have any fun at the party at all because all I did was stay outside in the backyard and I was just throwing cigarette butts over the, over sure. the fence because I was like my parents are going to find one cigarette butt and they're going to know they're going to be like where would this have come from? Something went down here. Something yeah. went down. And if I said, like, someone threw it over the fence this direction, they'd be like, but then how did it get over here? I mean, I knew. I That's scoured yeah. I scoured that backyard. I looked, Someone threw up on the carpet upstairs. I ended up cleaning the carpet upstairs, like, during the whole party. I had no fun whatsoever. Yeah, because I was like a set party. <laughs> well, everyone was having a great time except me because I was so freaked out that my parents were going to find out. Yeah, I, I was mean, like, no smoking pot in the house. Only outside. No cigarettes outside. In the, over the fence. In the, the, the. I, I I only had a party at my house once when my mom was at the Super Bowl um, in New Orleans, and I was 18 at this point. So, but still, I was still at my mama's house, and I said, everyone's smoking outside in the garage, and I made sure, like, I, I was. It wasn't the best party. I was making sure, like, don't throw up. Right. No right. sex in my bedroom. Right. No sex in my parents' bedroom. Uh. If you're gonna be tripping on acid, go outside. Right, right, right. Go talk to a tree. Go fuck a tree. Don't don't, don't fuck up my parents' bathroom. It's the fear of like, you know, I, I, I wasn't a bad child, but they used to call me Latoya the Destroyer. I was lonely. I, I was actually I was a shithead from the age of like four to like eight. I was an asshole. I would write on the walls. Oh wow. Yeah, I was. I, I would say bad words like shit. Uh, because I heard those words and I would call my grandparents instead of grandma granddad I would say Chester that's Elizabeth ah they said no we're your grandparents call us that I I want I got better as I got a little bit older but it was the fact that like when I would act up they would check me and the last resort was you're gonna get your ass whooped right it was the look and the fear and that voice and that tone and I still hear it it's like the voice and the tone are still in my head. And, you know, don't act up in public. Right. I did that a couple times. I learned my I, ass. I think I, children these days have no discipline. There's no discipline yeah. imposed upon them, so they don't yeah. learn any internal discipline. Yeah. And whenever they do anything wrong, they still You're get the iPhone. Yeah. You're special. Everyone's special. I know. Oh. You're a special fucking little snowflake. No, you're not. You're not that special. <laughs> My parents fucked me up because they told me I was so great and so special. And I'm like a little better than mediocre. You know, so, but that's the thing is I was told that I was this special perfect snowflake and you're so beautiful and wonderful and blah, blah, blah. But and, you are. Oh, please. Jonathan does it to me, dude. Jonathan all the time. 
tells me good, th- good thing. He tells me that I had a good set even when I did. I'm like, don't lie to me. Don't tell me I had a good set when I didn't because all that does is champion my mediocrity. Yep. No, I hate nothing more than championing mediocrity. If you're good, I will compliment you. If you're not, don't expect a compliment because that's like that's like playing a game with a child and letting them win. What do they learn from that? No, oh, nothing. 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 And not that the child has to learn. Like Maybe it's fun to let them win, but then I let them know I let you win. But I never let a kid win. I've never let a it's kid not, win. It's not right because when they get in the real world, it's going you know, to eat yeah. them up. It's the same thing. Gonna beat them. They're yeah. going to fucking beat them. And well, they're going to want to commit suicide. Well, it happens with their homework now is that p- teachers just give them an A or give them a B or whatever. They're like, it's fine. It's okay. But they're not actually doing the work. My mom would beat me at Monopoly until I cried. And then she's like, well, I'm not going to play with you anymore. It's not fun. What are you going to cry? <laughs> <laughs> Monopoly. That actually. Boring game. That, but, yeah. <laughs> only drinking Monopoly is fun. And that ends up devolving after a couple rounds because every time you make it around the board you have to have finished your beer and so Jesus. I know it's a lot of drinking you'll die from that right well that's, well that's why talking about death right now well it only <laughs> that's the thing is it only the, the game devolves after like you know, you have nothing. You you just start putting houses on things, and you're like, I'm so drunk. And then you're like, I'm gonna go sit outside in front of the house. Uh, and you just stop playing the stupid, the boring hotel. game in front of the hotel. <laughs> by the game, by the way, was this game played at your party with the cigarette not, butts? Not when I was in high school. I didn't drink. That was the other thing is I had a party, and I didn't even drink at that time. I didn't drink until college. I just didn't. See, so I had a party so my friends could have fun. fun yeah. It's the same thing I've always done. It's like, hey, I'll provide the space and you guys all have a good time and I'll just work really hard and, and let you guys have a really great time here. This is why paid, the, uh, paid uh, maternity leave is very important. Right. <laughs> now you know. You need to discipline your kids when they're coming out. Well, also, my parents didn't have to discipline me because I was a ballerina. So they, they paid an external source Ooh, to make oh, me yeah, that's disciplined. Strict. Yeah. Was she Eastern European? No, her name was Mo, and she was a little bit cunty. Uh, she said that when I think I was eight and I was doing ballet like four hours a day, and I was really into it. And she was like, maybe I was, maybe I was ten. I was, I was just getting onto point or whatever. And she was like, you shouldn't work so hard. You're never going to be a professional ballerina. She's like, I don't oh, know what God. you're doing. She's like, I don't know why you work so hard at this because you're not, you're just not good enough. It's never going to happen. She's like, you're too squat and little. Your thighs are too big. You're not ever going to be, you'll never be a professional dancer. Okay. I don't that, know. Why, why would she do that? That, hurt, that hurts. <laughs> that really hurts. Oh my God. I yeah. mean, I like the fact that she was keeping it real, but the the body shaming right there. Oh, I well, use and, one of those liberal and words. the thing is God that once you got into the 90s and especially in college, that I mean, yeah, I wasn't going to be a professional ballerina, but I still could have been a modern dancer. Yeah. Or I could have done. I could have done you. You musical theater. I could have stripping. She was yeah. <laughs> North Beach. There were, but there were. I could have done more tap dance. But instead of saying she was like, you'll never. But she didn't say I'll never. Well, she just said you'll never be a professional dancer. But I was like, oh okay. But yeah, yeah. I still went. You know, I still went to class. I still did four hours a day. I still was in the back of the car putting on sweaty tights and, you know, and having her yell at me and hit posture. Me and, right. Well, it's. I mean, ballet was wonderful. But I mean, I took she, ballet too. But goddamn, that's. She'd poke me in the butt with pencils and be like, show me the dimples. Look, at you've got a big fat ass. Show me the dimples in your butt. And look what fat asses are now. Is that bitch dead? I don't know if Mo is dead or not. We, we should look her up. No, seriously, because that's... Yeah. yeah. Facebook. Facebook. No, I, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is just like, that's... 
that's horrid. Well, in the in the early '80s, there was a lot of body shaming to to, to little girls, and absolutely in in white America, and we were all supposed to be pretty and perfect. But that was the other thing is that there was so much put upon my appearance, and not just from my parents, but from. You know, the, school, being growing up rich. So when you're a rich little girl, poor little rich girl growing up in Danville, you better be, you know, pretty. You're smart as second to pretty. You better, you and better have this. Pretty like, equates with sin. of like some beauty before brains and what have you. Well, I mean, I just thought I, I just thought I was fat as a kid, and I look back and I really wasn't. I was when I was five, maybe yeah, I was a little problems. chunky, but I know it wasn't. It wasn't like. I, I wasn't I was never like borderline diabetic like kids now I, I mean look at pictures of me then and I looked like a healthy little girl you look at half the kids these days and they're just like fat little fuck balls I mean there's there's girls with boobs but not because they're going through the change it's because the they're fat. through puberty it's because men ha- little boys yeah. have tits oh now. god they're so yeah. cute and perky but can I can <laughs> I say this though I guess like the harshness of growing up in that era and I come from the late 80s because I was born in the 80s and then the 90s where you know the whole thing of like being this facade of like what you're supposed to be and also not uh, I the non-pc thing makes you really tough it makes you tough. Yeah. And I think the fact of the matter is just like, though your ballerina teacher is a fucking asshole, um, it made you tough and it made you push harder right. and strive for things in life, not just with dance, but just like, I'm just going to fight and I'll just keep fighting and I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you and I'll show you. And I, I think sometimes maybe kids nowadays need a little bit of abuse like Absolutely. that. I mean... That's that's harsh. No, no, it builds character. It builds you, character. I get body shamed all the time. Because you're too skinny? To, yeah, yeah, yeah. To this day, all the time. Like, unsolicited uh, girls would be like, I'd be more attracted to you if you were... I'm like, well, I'd be more attracted to you if you were fucking not a stupid cunt. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. What's when I, I say, when someone says something... Skinny guys are awesome. They have bigger dicks. Yeah. I've <laughs> seen that. I've seen it. Lanky. I think it's the lanky. Lanky. <laughs> uh, it's a proportion thing. <laughs> So wow, but now I'm I, I lost my my Sorry. my Sorry. body shaming. Oh, so when someone says something ridiculous, and I'll say like, it is really hard for me to understand you with your cunt mouth flapping like that. Like it's hard. It's just like a big vagina. Blah, 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 blah. I can't understand you when you say such ridiculous things. That's how I try to come back with people when they say something mean. Like yeah, yeah. I, you know the thing. I, I don't get any of that though. Lately, all I get is when I actually dress up. Like last night, I wore big girl shoes, and I wore like short shorts, and I had nine like because it was hot. Well, just because I I was booked and I I don't know I wanted to wear like I, I felt like just dr- looking a little pretty and and I wore like two pieces of makeup like and everyone goes crazy and it's almost worse than it's like so no one ever comments my appearance unless I wear a lot of makeup and dress up and then they comment and I'm like yeah whatever fuck you because it's like I'm not even it's not like I'm looking for a I'm not it's yeah. almost worse that they recognize and go like oh my god you look great and I'm like what and I look like shit all the time I know I never put myself together and when I do you don't have to say anything just yeah. just yeah. clap and laugh at my jokes asshole I think I, 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 <laughs> I mean, that's I yeah I, I feel like my thing is I do dress up because it is a self-esteem thing still to this very day for me um, but I do dress up and I do want to be pretty and I do I, do, I don't look for compliments because as I've gotten older I've started to realize that I actually like myself 
Right, um, right. I hate some of the shit I do, but I actually appreciate myself compared to my early 20s self where I'm like, I'm doing this so I can be pretty and right, people right. will like me. Right. You know, and now it, it's, well... I work as in the service industry, and I've said this many times: sex sells. So I better be pretty, so I can get better tips. Right, right, tips right. For tips for tips. It works. It it works. Absolutely. And I, my friend uh, who was a bartender, and I felt really bad after having this conversation last night. And I said something like, "Stop! Look, you look like a lesbian sometimes." Um, no offense to lesbians, but what I'm saying is, she is a pretty girl that does she she hates herself sometimes but she also says things about me and i dress too slutty and i said well maybe if you dress slutty you might get better tips yeah there you go how many people are going to touch your hair over the next couple weeks someone's going to touch my hair tonight someone will touch your hair tonight do they just on the street latoya has wonderful new hair it's very fluffy and thank you for saying new because i change my hair all the time yeah it's great (laughs) it looks it looks amazing but my question is how many people are just going to unsolicited just sort of grab your head can i um i had a racist moment uh last week at work and uh someone uh this older white lady she's like oh my god you're so pretty let me and she reached to touch my hair and i'm like oh no we don't do that oh no no, and she's like but i want to I want to and then she reaches again I'm like no we don't do that Mm-mm. and then uh, two hours later or they left and two hours later they accused me of stealing their uh, wallet what <laughs> yeah yeah Jesus. yeah That's yeah fucking oh but it, but here's the kicker here's the kicker um when they called and they they talked to the manager and the manager is like who was uh, taking care of you this uh, Mexican girl with the big hair. Wow, they thought you were. That's interesting. Wow. But I, I get that. I understand. Maybe but Dominican. Is, Maybe but my, Dominican. Yeah. Yeah. But Fine. I think no, no. There's those. There's Mexicans that do look like me. Go, you could just be go Puerto way Rican. South. You could be Just Puerto go way Rican. down south. Maybe. There's Afro Mexicanos. But the funny thing is, the fact that. Um, so some minority stole her wallet. Yeah. Some colored person. That was like Asian or Mexican. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't care. know. The point is, some colored person stole my wallet. Uh, by the way, I didn't steal that shit. I did not. And they, they were drunk already. So um, they lost their wallet. Sometimes drunk the people The drunk racist lost a wallet. Yeah, yeah the truck. Wait, yeah. The drunk and wanted to touch racist. my hair. Yeah. Wanted to touch my hair. So someone's going to try to touch it again today. Absolutely. They're just it happens gonna, all the time. I'm working the fucking They're going to get right in there. Fucking stupid people. Oh, racism is so good. Uh, shall great. we Shall we? Shall we? try to do this new rap together? Yes! Yeah. Okay, so... So we have a bunch of uh, 45 quotes of him being ridiculous, and uh, we're going to see what happens uh, <laughs> here. We're going to bring up, uh, we're going to start with a little uh, West Coast gangster rap in the background, and we're going to see, we're going to see what happens. God, I'm going to love this already. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Is it going? It should be going. It should be, we should be hearing it, and I do oh, can you put four up? Yep. There we go. Here, we'll start it over. Okay, here we go. Here we go. These are... Ariana Huffington is unattractive, both inside and out. What? 
I fully understand why her former husband left her for a man. Whoa. For a man? For a man? For a man? For a man? Arvton Huffington is unattractive. Inside and out. I fully understand why her former husband left her for a man. He made a good decision. Making good decisions. 45, making good decisions. 45, are you still alive? Making good decisions. Meryl Streep, one of the most overrated actresses in Hollywood. Doesn't know me but attacked last night at the Golden Globes. Uh uh. She's a Hillary flunky. Who lost big? She's a Hillary flunky. flunky. Who lost big what? for the hundredth time? I never mocked a disabled reporter. I would never do that. I would never do that. But simply showed him groveling when he totally changed a 16-year-old story that he'd written in order to make me look bad. <laughs> bad. Sad. Just more dishonest media. Oh, it's fake news. Fake news. Good decision. Did we make a good decision? I said no. I did make a good decision. Don't make so good decision. Can you imagine what outcry would be if Snoop Dogg's failing career and all had aimed and fired a gun at President Obama? How? Jail time. Jail time. Jail time. Negroes. Jail time. Jail time. Snoop Dogg. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Any negative polls are just fake news. Just like CNN, ABC, embassy polls in the election. Sorry, people want border security and extreme vetting. Turn my mic up. Yeah. Want border security and vetting. For the five lives. For the five lives. Just must. More dishonest media, just more very dishonest media. Fake news. I will build a great wall. I will build a great wall. Whoa. And nobody builds walls better than me. I said nobody I builds walls better, better than, than me. me. Believe me. Believe that. I will build a great wall. A great wall. And no one builds walls better than me. And I'll build them very inexpensively. I will build a great wall. The Great Wall. Big not, Great Wall. Not China. And nobody builds walls better than me. Definitely not China, China. you see. I will build a Great Wall. A Great Wall. Believe me, and I'll build them very inexpensively. China. And I will make Mexico pay for that wall. Oh, Mexico gonna pay? Nah, not today. Not my words. Uh, not today, Mark not my words. <laughs> this no. is this is my favorite quote. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending the best. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. Rape. What? No. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending the best. They're rapists! And they're criminals, like the over office. And some, I assume, are good people. There we go. Yay! We did it again!
again. We did it again. Oh, God. Another winner. Did you know we were rapists? No, we aren't rapists. We're rapists. We're rapists. We're rapists. By the way, this is not, this was just all improv too. It, improv. Yeah, we just read it. We just found good news. We're going to do this every week. We're going to find something ridiculous and just read the quotes because they happen to rhyme sometimes in their own stuff. Dude. Like the inexpensive with the meat, it all worked. It's it, it. Oh my god, this oh, this administration is so stupid. It's so bad. Okay, um, had have any of you guys seen about what they did to um one of the reporters yesterday, Sean Spice Man, uh, the press secretary, <laughs> press secretary, um, he kept. Uh, I forgot her name is April. I forgot her name. She's a uh, White House correspondent. She's black. Um, and he kept saying, "Stop shaking your head." And she wasn't shaking his head, or she, or she was not shaking her head. Right. Excuse me. Um, she was just asking a question. And so the he was talking about Russian dressing. He, but basically, what he said, and you can look it up. This quote. Um, I'm just paraphrasing. He said something like, every time the Russians are brought up, you know, it has something to do with the administration. You can even say Russian dressing. And, <laughs> and who eats Russian dressing, by the way? This shit's gross. It's Thousand it's Island. On, it's on every every Ruben. American Big Mac. The Big Mac yeah. sauce and the In-N-Out sauce Island. are basically, Thousand Island is Russia? It's it's mayonnaise and ketchup and yep. relish mixed yep. together. That shit's gross. And it both are gross. But the point Russians is... Russians love ketchup. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, well, they like I don't believe anything too. Zach says ever. <laughs> He's like bears will kill you. Nope, I don't believe you. They will do that. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> the point is Russian bears <laughs> love Russian dressing. If, if you could even find this link, honestly, of what he mentions about like the, the Russians and then Russian dressing at a press, at a White House press conference, I'm like seriously, you're talking about. The interference of Russians in the administration. If Trump uses Russian dressing, that's a Russian connection. <laughs> I search the press as a Twitter. I was not kidding. What? Yeah, I, if, I told you. That's a Russian connection, yep. That this is why is, we're gonna write we're gonna rap every week. Russian dressing is actually from Nashua, New Hampshire. <laughs> that's that's it's, the motherland. It's right. Well, there must be some Russians there. Russian dressing the White House press secretary tried to twist a cap on reporters' questions Tuesday about the tw- Trump team's alleged ties to the Kremlin. If the president puts Russian salad dressing on his salad tonight, somehow that's a Russian connection, Sean Spicer said. The thing is, Russian dressing isn't Russian. Also, it's not really for salad, but more of a sandwich spread, usually on a Reuben. The yeah. mayo and ketchup concoction, often dressed up with horseradish and spices, was created in Nashua, New Hampshire. It was a grocer, James E. Colburn, who invented the spread in 1924, according to New Hampshire Resources, Attractions and Its People, A History, by Hobart Pillsbury. The Washington Post cites the 1927 text which Colburn sold the condiment to retailers and hotels across the country, earning wealth on which he was able to retire. So what's with the Russian connection? Some say it's because Colburn liked to mix in caviar or because sometimes it was added to the Russian-inspired salad Oliver. So now we know the truth. (laughs) Truth is out there. And this is on CNN, by the way. Yeah. This is on CNN. Exasperated website. Spicer tosses out salad dressing analogy to defend to defend <laughs> WH. I just like that a dude mixed ketchup and mayo and then made a living off it. He retired off ketchup and mayo in New Hampshire. Yeah. 
in the 1920s. Yeah. Oh, people but, are so stupid in the 20s. Yeah, but, the, the, but this is stupid. Like, this is so stupid. This, but this is stupid now. I mean... It is pretty stupid. It, it, you're referring... You're... Oh, my God. You're in the fucking... White, the whitest house ever. Uh, hey, and do either of you use medical any medical devices? Uh, no. In, but you use injectable do you not inject I don't when they inject. smoke nope. okay because mm-hmm. it's I, I just got a thing and it's it's I don't use them but if you guys did they give you 150 cash or American Express gift card for uh, you do 90 minutes of heroin wait what it's I, I'm I'll, on this I'll take money for heroin no it's well it's um, let's let's take the quiz together to see if we to see if we uh, okay. can do it is there rest so it, this is um, this is a research I'm part of a research thing where they send me stuff and then I get to so I did one of these on Chipotle and they gave me a hundred dollar gift card to talk about for like 40 minutes about how I would like Chipotle again after the scare with the E. coli scare and all that. And so I got to go in and so they do these. So they send me these things and we'll see. Uh, they're looking for people for an upcoming research, blah, 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 for medical devices. Uh, so I'll say we were emailed directly. Next. How are we informed of this survey? Uh, I understand the answers which I will be providing during this pre-screening process can influence the integrity of the research itself. And I will give truthful answers. Yes, of course I will. Absolutely. Oh, they want to know all my... I just want to know the questions. I don't want to give you all of my contact information. Should we make something up? Yes. We'll, we'll call ourselves Sean Spice Man. Spice oh, Man, okay. yeah. Sure. Spice Man. So Traditional we'll be, European name, Spice Man. Uh, we'll do Sean... And we'll, Spice Man. Spice Man. <laughs> We're actually doing Cell it. Cell phone number. I put in Spice. 911. Oh, that's funny. Yep. Uh, so nine eleven. Should I just do nine eleven and then nine one one one? So it's yeah. that's our phone number. Yep. Six nine six nine. In the six future, nine. is it okay to text? Yeah, sure, you can. Text. I, I sold weed on uh, Craigslist one time uh, through the email. Not a cop four twenty. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, yeah. That's very awesome. funny. I met a dude on the corner. He was so paranoid. He, he was sure I was a cop. <laughs> you were a narc. That's it was fantastic. Uh, I think that my uh, headphones went out. If you could see if anything in that box or there, I'm gonna put his email at spiceman12 at yahoo.com. It would be funny if that was really his uh, email Spiceman12. Yeah. Uh, are you currently no? Okay. Definitely at Yahoo. He's not cool enough for Gmail. Okay. Let us take that. We just want to take the survey. Uh, we're going to make him, I don't know, 45 city. Do you live San Francisco? Uh, we'll say that postgraduates were white. Yes. You're definitely white. And let's lie about our money. How much we make and $10 million a year. Right. Could you imagine? Well, if, if we, if it was the, the, can you please indicate if some if you or someone you care for has been diagnosed with any of the conditions high blood pressure diabetes high cholesterol arthritis blood pressure care for someone who has diabetes I care for someone with high cholesterol we have all of them we have all of them uh, diabetics that care for diabetics <laughs> okay <laughs> perfect alright uh, oh my god that's all the survey was that's it that's they it? suck 
That's it? That sucks. This one was dumb because it, we didn't even get to answer any weird questions. Are you serious? Yeah, that's a, that's a that's dumb not, one. That's not a survey. That's, that's, that's not just, a real survey. That's a who you are. Right, exactly. They just want to know They just want to know if you have diabetes. I hope that goes back to Spice Man. Yeah. That was really... That's not, that's just, that's not even a survey. That's like just filling out paperwork. The, the only thing they were missing was, what's your social security number? What's your blood type? Yeah, are you gay or straight? Or are you gay on the weekend? I sure, I sure would like to make 150 bucks though for talking about stuff. That would be great. There's, uh, Eagle has an open mic tonight. Yes, you do. Yeah, I might, I should go to that. I haven't been there in a while. Um, I need to do comedy, period. I, it's, My life is sad. <laughs> it's sad right now. You've been working too much. I've been working too much, yeah. I've, I've been working way too much, but I started a new job because I said, fuck Buzzworks and... Uh, right, I yeah. can't believe that they... So I haven't that even heard face, about that show. The that, show's not even happening, it looks like. Yeah, that fuckface emailed me uh, a week ago, and I did not respond. Yeah, because less said is better. Well, and so Zach will give you a little background. Um, Latoya put together a really great show at Buzzworks on Valentine's Day, and it was totally stacked, totally packed out. I was so excited. I had a great set. Comedians had free beer. Comedians had Beautiful. a free beer. It was great. It was awesome. And it was really well attended. Some guy that I've never even met. I just And booked he was just, she booked him on the show or whatever. He was interested. He stole the show. He he went Took to the night. owners mm-hmm. and then he started setting up a monthly show there but she I'm was setting up a monthly show yeah and so then they said oh wait he's got a monthly show and so she quit i quit that's fair fuck him who is it yeah what's um, his name uh i will look him up for we don't even know that's the thing is i i have his email and stuff i'm i, I, I don't do, even know I part even of me know wants him. to be very very like spiteful and like look him up and like have a hate-a-thon on him but the owner didn't know about this oh yeah the owner and the owner called me and we had a half an hour conversation he didn't even know that i quit right so that shows you how incompetent this place is but the thing was i was really gung-ho on like having like a regular night there because seeing the vicinity of where uh, oh it's right by dna it's next door to dna and then tuesday nights is perfect because like right by slims yeah you can bounce back and forth you can actually right by brainwash exactly it's in between and a Wednesday would be even better because you'd have Eagle right there, right there, brainwash yeah. us. There's, it would have been a great a Tuesday or a Wednesday would yeah, have been a great it would have been open perfect. mic. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I was telling them. Like, or we a can showcase. Make this, yeah, we can make this happen by and putting more bodies in, and like you know, it it could work. But obviously, you know, they went with Some, someone, someone else. Some other guy sold them. So on I quit it. that fucking place. But I don't even know who that guy is, and I've never seen a show there other than the show I was involved with. with yeah, if you give me that guy's name, I'll fucking run him in the ground. <laughs> I'm not gonna fuck. I'll give it to you after the show. I okay, promise. cool. No, but I mean, I'm at greater pastures now, um, but it sucks because I really wanted to like work and do the comedy at the right, same time. Exactly. And it, it, it would have been a great balance. It really has. Sure. And that, and even the owner is like, anytime if you want to book or do something here for us, 
I, and I might do it again. I'm going to give it some time. Cause yeah, give it some time. No one knows who that guy is. It's pointless. It's like when people try to start shows. And there was a guy who came into Bender's the other day and talked to the bartender and was like, hey, is the owner here I want to talk to him about open mic comedy? And I looked at him and I'm like, oh, oh, oh honey. I was like, I've tried here. It ain't going to happen. I'm like, go. And I gave Stepping him some subjections. Turf. Well, no, but I've already tried with that, with that, the owners there so many times. And they're, if they were going to have an open mic or have any comedy at Bender's, which they'll never do, because as one of the owners, Liam says, people, I can't do his accent. He's Australian though. So people come here to play pool. They don't come to watch some cunt on a microphone say stupid shit. They won't talk to their friends. They want to play pool. Socialize, they want to listen yeah. to music. And I'm like, you're exactly right. <laughs> but, no, that's true. But he, so we don't want some cunt flapping his lips on a microphone. But I was like, and the other thing is they have such like great clientele and business. They don't need a yeah. show to bring in more people. Right. Yeah. They yeah. already got it. They did so, Right. It doesn't. It so it doesn't help them. It doesn't behoove Stand-up them. Stand up comedy is the last grasp of a dying business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Part of me feels like I should go back to improv. Uh, <laughs> well, I would love to bring an improv show back here, um, other than Hell Hat, which we do once a month. But um, I, uh, Open Improv went to um, Piano, Piano Fight. Fight. That, it'll get canceled because they're that. not because they're not bringing in any money. Yeah, they don't promote anything. Right. Well, it's the same thing here. They could have easily promoted. I mean, that's the thing is, if they came back here, they'd have to take a Thursday. I, I couldn't give them that Tuesday spot because Six Out Open Mic is badass and the girls are killing it. Right. And everybody loves it, and so. Also, I really appreciate I really appreciate not having um, Sylvan here anymore because this morning I came in and so last week I came and there were a bunch of cigarette butts on the ground and so I wrote an email to everybody and I'm like I'm not your fucking mom. You told them about cigarette butts and detritus. I won't take it. And so this week there was only one cigarette butt on the street and the place was swept and I was like, oh, so they listen. That's so nice because I used to have to email. Justin or Spencer finally was like, stop emailing, stop texting me stuff. It's not me. And I'm like, yeah, but you're a part of the show and yeah. you guys can't seem to throw your trash away. Yeah. Pass so, it on to your uh, your other colleagues. Right. So they, uh, I don't have to pick up after the little boys anymore is all I'm saying. So I've got some responsible ladies yeah. that uh, are being awesome. Not so, that Sylvan isn't... I, no, they're the all only, shit bags. Well, the only reason I, I take the only reason I take offense with Sylvan is that they're all some of them are so talented, and it's dumb that they're not famous yet. Yeah, you look at David Bowie, and you're like idiots. hyper capable. Looking at More Divine, it makes me crazy because they're not famous yet. They've done multiple recorded albums here. They could just have a live at Mutiny album. We could all sell it. We could all make money. They just have no discipline, or they just don't follow through with things. I know, man. I live there. It's funny to me. Oh, you live with them? Well, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's funny to me because I'm alone producing 41 shows this month for Mutiny. And they're a group of like eight people. Oh, so they And they have can't backup. get it together. Yeah, nobody wants to, to listen to anybody else. It's, it's, it's so a funny to me. stupid, chaotic mess. It's so dumb. It's, I'm just so surprised because they, everybody loves them and they put together good sh- it's when they do work together everybody is excited so th- I get really jealous because I'm like there's only one of me and I'm working so hard and I don't get shit and there's eight of you and you're barely trying I just it'd be great if I had a group of at least people that did something yeah I mean, 
that's sad that you have like eight people and no one out of the eight is like, hey guys, maybe we should go to this it's, person. It's yeah. not that easy though, because you have to, you didn't have to convince eight people, you know, or seven people or whatever it is. Yeah. <clears throat> I've tried a bunch of times. I oh, give up. You, you give up? Yeah, yeah, I'm just waiting for him to kick don't me out. Don't keep hope honestly. alive. <laughs> yeah. So do you not even, you don't even pay rent? You, nope. You just live in the nope. closet. They, they, uh, they're trying to enforce this, uh, $30 a month uh, utility thing uh, on top of rent, which I don't pay. And I'm not going to pay that either. So fucking good luck. Wow. But you're still in the closet. Yeah, I still live there for now. Yeah. Okay. And no one else wants to live in the closet. So it's not like, who cares? You can just kind of hide in there. Yeah. I mean, uh, they'll eventually kick me out and that's fine. Wow. It must be nice to be so free. <laughs> no. What's that? It must be nice to be so free. Well, I mean, yeah, I've just let people do things and then uh, that's what it is. And wow. Drink, and drink your Chardonnay and put your f- pinky f- thumb up. My pinky, pinky thumb. thumb. My pinky, pinky thumb. thumb. Pinky thumb up. I just totally said that. I, I still need to get my shitty Coors Light out of the cabinet. Oh, by the way, I love your shirt. I oh, was, thank you. Uh, Jonathan gave it to yeah, me. I was, There's a band called Ghost, and they're like, um, they're a death metal band. And so he, I've been looking at her boobs all day. So. Yeah, there's funny things on yeah. this. There's funny, may contain, may vary in color, uh, long hours may cause It's, it's a drinking. very awesome shirt. I wish people out there could see it, um, but one day you will. One day. Yeah. yeah. Come to, I guess I'm going to do comedy tonight, so come to uh, the Eagle. And it's two for one Wells tonight, and they have $3 Big Daddies, which is a great deal. And yeah. hurry up and get those Big Daddies, because Speakeasy is going out of business. Are they really? really? Did you, did you, I didn't you guys hear that. know about that? I don't See, follow this news. Is why I like, wow, this is, this beer, is, this this is, is the news. beer stuff that I know, beer politics. Speakeasy has lost their funding. Wow. They're trying to get someone to buy their stuff. They're, they went down. Wow. Yeah. They've been there since 1997. That's 20 years. But the thing is, the barrels that they produce, they they really overly mass produced, and so now they're they lost so much money. Um, are you looking? At I'm trying to look it up, and I'm not seeing anything. I'm seeing best speakeasy bars in the world, hidden speakeasies. Oh, speakeasy. that's a hard thing to Google. Oh no, speakeasy home. Speak speakeasy ales and lagers. Yeah. Let's see what's going on with them. Hey, I love Big Daddy. That's like one of my favorite. Here, I ones. have the. Let's see. It's, I can't believe they're closing down. It is. Uh, I found Good news. Out. Try Murky Business APA on Thursday for release party. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Because they're they were throwing comedy shows. <laughs> oh, <laughs> obviously they're going out of business. It's, it does make sense. They were throwing comedy shows. <laughs> that's so funny. That's what that's what happens at your last. Yeah. yeah. Um, Get some comedy in. <laughs> I well, I put in speakeasy, and it came out with that stupid bourbon and branch, which is right around the corner from my. Oh, your favorite place? Right around the corner from my house on Jones Street, and I've never been in there because it's always douchey people saying some stupid special code word, and I'm like, you dicks, you just say some stupid code word to get inside and spend twelve dollars on a drink. Dumb fucks. They get tricked. That's a great trick. They get, it's a great trick. And that's the thing is, I, how do I make people come here? Like, and I'm like, look, it's a real speakeasy. Here you it gotta is. make people. There uh, it is. Okay. You gotta make people think they can't come here. San Francisco Speakeasy Brewery shuts down operations. This is from March 10th. Buy and drink that prohibition ale while you can. 
Financial difficulties have forced Speakeasy Ales and Lagers of San Francisco to close its brewing, packaging, and taproom operations for an indefinite period of time, the company announced Friday. The company has made its final shipments for now to retailers. Difficulty securing capital investment and outstanding debt obligations led to this difficult and painful decision, the statement said. The company's primary creditor will determine the future of the brewery and brand, and no decision or further information is available at this time. One of the pioneers of the Bay Area microbrewery movement, Speakeasy, was founded in 97. His prohibition theme extended from the dark, evocative 1920-style taproom in the city's Bayview Hunters Point area to the company's marketing campaigns and names and logos of its beard. The usual suspects brewed year-round include... Big Daddy IPA, Prohibition Ale, Double Daddy Imperial IPA, Metropolitan Lager, Tallulah Extra Pale Ale, Scarlet Red Eye, Red Rye Ale, and Payback Porter. I like the Metropolis as well. The company is financially insolvent and requires new capital to move forward, founder CEO Forrest Gray said in the statement. He lives in my neighborhood. Wow. Whether that will happen is unclear, but I do hope the brewery and brand will exist, will persist. Gray launched the enterprise 20 years ago with fellow bootleggers. The taproom opened in 2011, the website says, and in 2015, the brewery increased production to 90,000 barrels a year thanks to an expanded brew house with state-of-the-art equipment. The current staff numbered about 40. In a statement Friday, Gray thanked all the wonderful customers, distributors, vendors, and retail partners who have supported the brewery, as well as the current and former staff for their hard work and dedication. Just two weeks ago, Speakeasy captured Best Craft Brew honors at the 2017 Bacon and Beer Classic held at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara. The award went to the brewery's specialty Blood Orange Double Daddy, an 8.5% Imperial IP PA with blood orange juice and puree. Uh, so they got too big for their britches, huh? They tried to, yeah. Yeah. Overextended. It Shot over for the moon. Yeah, I mean, like, this is beer and politics. Um, you can't, 40, uh, 40 people is not a lot to make 90,000 barrels of beer. It's, you can't, that's crazy. That's crazy. 90,000, well, but what if they made too much? They glutted the market with it, and that's why they couldn't. You'd think that they, they make more, it. sell more. No, they 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 uh, put they too got much too money into making too much when they couldn't oh. sell that much. Yeah, they couldn't sell what they made. They made yeah. more right. than they could sell. They made more than they could. They got sell. too big for their britches. Right. They needed to expand. Yeah, if you're going to expand, you have to already have the market wanting. So it should yeah, have yeah. been like they're opening to the Midwest or something. Thank There's you. Speculation. They, there was, you right. go. Like or distribution. If they were it's called yes. If they were going to like open in Boston, they were going to have a ton of places or New York. There and you everyone go. was going like to start carrying it. Right. Like Lagunitas has a, a brewery in Chicago now. Right. Lagunitas crushing it. R- Lagunitas is crushing Fuck it. Fuck Lagunitas. Really? Um, <laughs> well, I don't like that they were bought out by Heineken. Exactly. That was a bummer. Fuck Because they, they used yeah, to work the with Dutch. us. Well, they yeah, they used to give us, um, we used to work with them, partner with them as a nonprofit, and they'd let us use their upstairs tap room for free. Oh, they were so sweet. And they'd pour beer for free for yeah. two hours, and we could have shows up there. And we did a couple of them and made like 800 bucks and 1,000 bucks. It was great. And then once they got bowed out by Heineken, they were like, no, we kind of cut our nonprofit department. This is the problem right here. See, this is the beer and politics. Um, Speakeasy, they made all those barrels because they thought they were going to be like Ballast Point and what everyone else. Oh, I love Ballast the, Point. 
oh they got bought out oh. they thought they were going to get bought out by some big conglomerate like InBev or what have you right. so they got too big for their britches yeah. and they're like well we're going to produce all this uh, these barrels and since we won all this and we've been around for a long time we're old you know we're going to get bought out psych <laughs> got them this is what we found here. What beer says about your politics in one chart. <laughs> wow, this is, they actually have a chart. We took a look at the consumer data showing correlations between an individual's favorite drinks, spirits, and his or her political leanings. We were inundated by one query. What about beer? Well, next time you have to bring a six-pack to a friend's house, now you'll know the delicate political calculations involved. Once again, the folks at National Media Research Planning and Placement have taken it upon themselves to chart the correlations between beer preference and partisan leaning. (laughs) Perhaps unsurprisingly, beers you might expect to find someone drinking while watching a football game, Miller Lite, Coors Light, basically anything that bills itself as a low-calorie beer, leans Republican. Yep. Rolling Rock, Milwaukee's Best, and Miller High Life, on the other hand, are hipster beers. They lean Democratic. So do micro-brews? Micro Boy, the stereotype jokes practically write themselves, don't they? Uh, heavier beers like Genu- Miller Genuine Draft and Budweiser lean towards Democratic more than their lighter counterparts. But beer drinkers are far less likely to show up in the polls than wine drinkers are. Onophiles who prefer Cabernet Sauvignon are more likely to vote Republican, while Sauvignon Blanc drinkers are overwhelmingly Democratic voters. And here's another interesting interesting distinction to draw. Those who drink brown liquors tend to vote Republican, but the type of whiskey one prefers says something about how likely one is to vote. Someone who enjoys a nice single malt scotch is more likely to cast a ballot than someone who prefers Canadian whiskey. And bourbon drinkers turn out with the least frequency. Wow. wow. Yeah. I've never liked Canadian. That's really common that's sense gross. too. Like if you just thought about it, that's yeah. really common sense. This is why this is why when people ask me for a Coors Light in a nice restaurant, I'm like, where do you think no? Okay, so Yeah, give me a Miller let's, highlight. Let's let's see what you guys think. We're gonna say, is it a, we've got voter turnouts, there's high and low, and then there's Democrat skew and Republican skew. So you guys are gonna tell me. I'm going to tell you a beer, and you're going to tell me whether it's okay, Republican yeah, I, or Democrat. Of course, Republican. High turnout. Okay, here we go. Uh, Coors Original. Republican. Republican. And are they high or low? High. Turnout? Yeah. Uh, low turnout. Yeah, they're on the low side. Oh, damn. Uh, how about Bush Light? <laughs> Republican, low Republican. turnout. Republican, low turnout. You got it. You got it. How about Gin? Gin, uh, Democrat, Democrat, high turnout. Yes, yeah, high turnout. yes. Yeah. I'm gonna be good at this. Yeah, this is yeah because gin is back. Gin is well. We'll how about, about how about any malt liquor? <laughs> <laughs> Democrat low turnout. They are the lowest yes. turnout. They are the lowest Democratic turnout. Yes. Yeah. They are the lowest Democratic. How about how about? This Cogn- is a terrible game. How about I love this game show. Cognac. Cognac, Cognac Republican. Democrat. Democrat and low turnout. Yeah, Cognac, Democrat. <laughs> Why? Why Latoya is Cognac a Democrat low turnout? May I yeah. not even say? Why? Why would that That's be? That's just here in America, though. <laughs> yeah, because you can afford the glass to drink it out of. Well, Cognac Hennessy, is like Hennessy. Hennessy. Remy it's a, Martin. It's a, it's, a, it's a black thing. Yeah. Cognac's and, and a black it's an Asian thing. thing. Oh, Asian, sure. Asians love their yeah. cognac soup. But in Europe... Cognac's weird. 
I hate cognac. This shit's gross. Um, but in Europe, cognac is a very, very... It, it's never... We know what it is. How about Samuel Adams? Oh, that's Democrat. good. Democrat. Uh, high, high turnout. turnout. It's actually Republican. What? Really? High turnout. It's Republican Sam skew. Jackson? It's a Republican skew. That's uh, amazing. I, yeah, I was thrown off on this that. is weird red zinfandel <laughs> red zinfandel like the box it just says red zinfandel it oh, doesn't say white. box wine if it's yeah if it's, it's red Republican. it's democrat and it's democrat it's yeah it's democrat yeah high turnout white zinfandel is republican yeah exactly now that's interesting and, yeah and why is why. white zinfandel why is oh, white God, zinfandel republican demographic <laughs> i know why because people don't know the difference between a red and a white and the red and the white zinfandel is sweet and sweet and people who don't know how to drink which are mostly republicans uh they tend and it's it's, it's a kind of a southern thing too uh, depending on the demographic too um economically god I, I just don't know i just hate when people ask for a white zinfandel i don't know how about budweiser oh that is a it's Republican. democrat hype turnout Republican. it's actually it's actually a democrat low turnout but then we've got bud light that's republican yeah and it's high or low those are rapists but bud light is bud light is decidedly i'm sorry and even with that orders of bud light you're a rapist but bud light is significantly republican but is it high or low turnout uh, high no it's low because because they're raping yeah yeah they're busy but i got another polls i got a, i got a poll to work on right here yeah let's see we'll do we'll do one more i'll try to this confuse you we'll do one more how about tequila oh god this is a, ooh, this is a hard one because i'm gonna say Repu- democrat i'm gonna say democrat uh i'm gonna say republican i'm gonna say democrat uh high turnout it's actually republican high turnout it's actually a low turnout and it's on the democrat side the only the only low oh, oh, the only low turnout republican things are beers bud light corona light Bush Light, uh, Coors Original, and Coors Light are all low turnout. Now, on the low turnout, the low turnout Democrat side, we're all over the map. We've got any malt liquor, Bush, Natty Light. That's interesting Ooh. that Natty Light is a. What about, what about Natty Ice? Miller High Life. Uh, that oh, one isn't yeah, shown. High Life, yeah. High Life, Corona, Tecate, Cognac, Milwaukee's Best. Oh, yeah. Heineken, dark. Tequila, Budweiser, and Rum. Yeah, yeah, are all of you're our... You're getting the dark side. All right, that, those are all low turnouts. Here are our high turnout... <laughs> these, are our, these are our high turnout Republicans. They are Chardonnay, Cabernet Sauvignon, Scotch Whiskey, Merlot, Pinot Noir, Labatt's Blue, Canadian Whiskey, Samuel Adams, White Zinfandel, Michelob Light, Bourbon Whiskey, Michelob Bourbon. Ultra, Michelob Light, Amstel Light, Blue Moon, and Miller Light. Does that mean... Okay, those so, are all high turnouts. Okay, so this is why I don't like when people drink. You just told me... Like, honestly, when people ask for a Merlot, I'm like, why? Yeah, why? Why? I mean, I like Merlots. I, don't get me wrong. He's drinking a Chardonnay right now. He's drinking a Chardonnay He's right now. He's drinking a Chardonnay. No one mentioned ciders, though. No, there's no mention of cider whatsoever. Cider. Fucking delicious. Um, here's the, the these right are the, These are the high turnout Democrats. Sauvignon Blanc, Brut Extra Dry, Shiraz or Syrah, any microbrew, Pinot Grigio, Gin, Red Zinfandel, Guinness, Rolling Rock, Stella Artois, Miller Genuine Draft, Vodka, Dos and Brandy. 
all we know how to drink turnouts i'm not a democrat what does this tell us um that when i go to work i'm going to be angry if someone asks me for a fucking uh <laughs> anything right, republican right republican <laughs> you know if there is it's just interesting that we that there is a political skew of beer and politics or of wine and politics. That's yeah. crazy to me Drinking. that the alcohol that you drink. I grew up in uh, rural Alaska and we drank a fuck ton of, yeah, it's going to skew the, the findings, but it was mostly Canadian whiskeys and Miller High Life. But you don't vote? No. Yeah. Wait, uh, High Life doesn't vote? Uh, let's see. Let's look at it again. High Life. Yeah, we drank like almost exclusively Canadian whiskeys. And God, seven and se- Seagram, seven and seven. Miller yeah, Genuine yeah. Draft. Seagram's, Miller uh, Genuine Canadian Draft Mist. is kind Brown. of in the middle, yep. but yeah, it's it's still on the high turnout Democrat. Hmm. On that that side, excuse to that side. Hmm. But you don't. But you don't vote. I never have. You, you know, never I, have. No, I, I voted for Ralph Nader. Oh, good. Uh, the, I, first, I, the first the uh, first time I could. I've always voted yeah. for Nader. Yeah. Too. yeah. Always, I didn't vote for him. I wish I did though. <laughs> Yeah, fuck him. He's an asshole. Yeah. They're all assholes. I voted for I voted for the first time in in 1992, and I voted for Clinton. No, I voted for Nader. I always voted for Nader. No, it was was Nader in 92. Yeah, he was. He was. I lived in all 2000. I, I thought he was running. He's been running forever. Yeah, he was running in like the 70s. Oh, and there's Ross Perot too. Oh, that's 90, right. Ross, that's right Perot. It was Ross Perot. I would have voted for Perot. That that guy's <laughs> you amazing. People. I still love the thing that you people, you people. Still, and you talk about you people. Black people. I my first time I voted was stolen, um, and that was in two thousand. Um, <laughs> that was the sexiest time ever. So um, sexy. But at the time, living in misery, when we were worth a damn, uh, we voted the dead guy over Ashcroft, and that was a uh, Mel Carnahan. The dead guy. Yeah, uh, Mel Carnahan. You won popular vote over. <laughs> Over uh, Ashcroft, who was a hardcore staunch conservative, um, who got, he was a, uh, the attorney general for a short time in the Bush administration yep. early on. Um, we voted, we did not want him. We voted Mel Carnahan, who died in a plane crash. <laughs> and his wife, Jean, took office as governor of Missouri. Oh, that's okay, so great. Here, yeah. Here's something that's that you guys. Beautiful. That's a great story, and that's the last great story of Missouri. And then. I fucking I I love my home state, but you are uh, you guys are lost. So you're not gonna believe this, but I, back when H. Ross Perot was running, Sesame Street at the same time put together a character called H. Ross Parrot, and <laughs> my neighbor, my neighbor at the time, Gene Platon, was the CEO of the Sesame Street store. They tried to have a store in the late nights. It ended up going like problems but I had an H. Ross Parrot shirt for a long time I don't know what happened to it but we're gonna listen to H. Ross Parrot here present to you a parrot who knows more about the alphabet than any other parrot in the whole world I give you H. Ross Parrot Come on, enough talk. Let's get on with it. Are you with me? Yeah! Good. Now, what we got here is a great big alphabet. Just sitting here, nobody's saying it, are they? No! You hear anyone saying this alphabet? No! Well, that's a shame. A crying shame. Time's a-wasting. 
So let's say the alphabet together, because together we can do it. Are you with me? Good. Now, lots of folks out there don't think we're big enough to say the whole alphabet. Well, you and I, together, we're going to show them just how big we are, aren't we? Yeah! Yeah! Okay, enough talk. You're the boss. I'm just a parrot named Ross. So, <laughs> let's do it. Are you ready to say the alphabet and stop yeah. talking about it? Yeah. yeah! We're ready! We're ready! Okay, let's do it. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. Sesame Street con- supporting, like no, like, no, they're making they're fun. making fun of him. But they're, and by the way, uh, this administration uh, has taken funding away from uh, PBS. Oh no! Yeah, you you didn't know about that one either. Yeah, they're cutting. I, that's, that. they, they're, they're cutting, cutting PBS. Yeah, they're children's funny. education. That's awful. So we can all talk badly and sad. I know all the best words. Uh, no, uh, I know all the best words. I know all the best words. I know all the smart people. Yeah, yeah. I want to listen to some. <laughs> I want to listen to some real H. Ross Perot. Um, how about this one? This is H. Ross yes. Perot was right. Uh, is he still alive? I don't know. I think he, I think he I is. Know. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so. he still is. That nigga got to be like hungry by this. I I I can't. Well, H, we're gonna see if we get some. Here we go. H. Ross. Yeah. What? You're right. I need to find the you people one too. This is so. This is okay. we've got Larry. Wait, the King. next segment is going to be that long. Okay. Scratching his eyes. Scratching his eyes. Here we go. H. Ross Perot. Minute to kill us tonight. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Kill it. He's, you're talking about the question, not me, right? <laughs> no. Do you guys question? ever do anything but propaganda? Isn't it you, your business? Would also? you even know the truth if you saw it? Oh, oh yes. I, I don't believe you would. A lot of us remember the debate between Al Gore, who was then vice president, and Ross Perot. Ross Perot was fiercely against NAFTA. Knowing what we know now, was, was Ross Perot right? <laughs> All I can remember from that is a bunch of charts. I'm, I'm... The single biggest threat to Western civilization. <laughs> So, President Bush, I think you said it earlier. A new world order. Let's go. (laughs) And I think the first question is over here. 
Yes, I'd like to direct my question to Mr. Perot. Uh, what will you do as president to open foreign markets to fair competition from American business and to stop unfair competition here at home from foreign countries so that we can bring jobs back to the United States? That's right at the top of my agenda. We've shipped millions of jobs overseas, and uh, we have a strange situation because we have a process in Washington where after you've served for a while, you cash in, become a foreign lobbyist, make $30,000 a month, then take a leave, work on presidential campaigns, make sure you've got good contacts, and then go back out. To those of you in the audience who are business people, pretty simple. If you're paying $12, $13, $14 an hour for factory workers, and you can move your factory south of the border, pay a dollar an hour for labor, hire a young 25, that's assume you've been in business for a long time, you've got a mature workforce. Pay a dollar an hour for your labor, have no health care, that's the most expensive single element making a car, have no environmental controls, no pollution controls, and no retirement, and you don't care about anything but making money, there will be a giant sucking sound going south. So we, if, if the people send me to Washington, the first thing I'll do is study that 2,000-page agreement and make sure it's a two-way street. I, one last point here. I've called, I decided I was dumb and didn't understand it, so I called the who's who of the folks who've been around it. And I said, why won't everybody go south? They said, we'll be disruptive. I said, for how long? I finally got them up for 12 to 15 years. And I said, well, how does it stop being disruptive? And that is when their jobs come up from a dollar an hour to $6 an hour and ours go down to $6 an hour, then it's leveled again. But in the meantime, you've wrecked the country with these kinds of deals. We've got to cut it out. Whoa. And that was, in, that was in 1992. So, but why why were we in 92 not willing to listen to it? But now, like, Trump well, 45 it, it, jumps in and says all this stuff, and we're like, yeah, okay, let's vote for why, where were Where were all the businessmen? Social media. And, is it social? It's social media. Computers. Because Ross Perot was a good looking guy. He's skinny. What a cute, like, yeah, what like, a cute little rich man. I don't like that fuck face. Um, but um, the thing is, no, the, the, the advancement of technology with the internet and what have you, we there's so many websites and so many people that, that call themselves journalists. People oh, believe yeah. everything that they read yeah. on the internet. There, Just like when your parents told you don't believe everything you see on TV. There's actually <laughs> curriculum. I was I was I get this magazine. I, I get this magazine from Calsters and it's the teacher's magazine because I used to be a credential teacher. Anyways, this month's California Educator, they had a whole section on curriculum surrounding fake news and how do you get your kids to understand the difference between real news and fake news and they have certain websites that they send you to with pictures and one of them was like um this is what happens in this is what's happening in japan to flowers and it was like because of fukushima and it was a digitally changed picture so that the flower had like two yeah. things but it was the photo sort like you have to look at the photo credit to realize that it was fake and so there's all, but it's this whole curriculum that they're trying to design now to teach children how to spot the difference between them. real news yeah, and fake that's news that's awesome yeah but that's crazy because it's but, a thing but now. then it's we like have literal thing. adults though oh who don't <laughs> we understand have, well we have no critical thinking who are well, voting age Fukushima flowers and 
And I read Breitbart because it's really educational. Some people get their news from Reddit, Reddit subfeeds. You know, like is what's true, that's what's actually, real. That's actually probably more accurate than most like news sources. Because it's, it's like, coming from everybody. Yeah, exactly. And Huffington exactly. Post is and Huffington Post. I get I do get my news from Huffington Post, um, yeah. and it. It does get things from also like you know like the Washington Post and New York Times, and no, it's not just a liberal kind of. I God, I fucking hate calling. I hate liberals and conservatives. I hate both. Um, but the, the the fact of the matter is, I watch this. I watch the face of the nation. I'm showing my age because I'm old. Huh. Um, Ted Koppel, <laughs> his old ass, interviewed Sean Hannity, and. Um, it was a great interview because Ted Koppel from Nightline, told, he was, uh, he, uh, Sean Hannity was like, so you, do you think my stuff is not journalism? Do you think I'm a problem of the, uh, am I a problem to what's going on in society? And Ted Koppel said, maker? yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Don't. What you're doing is, and, he's, and Sean Hannity tried to intervene. Is like Ted Koppel was like, no, let me finish because he's like, oh, I'm sorry. That's Sean Hannity. That's what he said. Um, Ted Koppel is like because you're really good at what you're doing and you're serving an ideology rather than facts. Mm, yeah. That's Thank cool. you, internet. Thank you, internet. Oh God. Well, the, the internet is. It's good and it's bad, just like television. Just We're like, going back to like, oh my God, don't believe everything you see on TV. Right, or don't believe everything you see in news. Don't believe the hype. It's, that's, that's thank why you, public I enemy. That's why I don't read anything or watch anything. <laughs> Seriously, is, I don't. I honestly don't. Listen to public enemy. That's all you have to do. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't watch anything. <laughs> Nothing. There, aren't watch. there, what about, you don't see screens from other people, you know? I, I will, I will, I will you don't watch, watch porn? Uh, you don't watch the Warriors? What kind of heathen are you? Get I don't out of the Bay Area. You don't like, you never watch a <laughs> Warriors game? You have no care about Stephen Curry being the best player nope. that ever played? No, not, not a don't, care. Not you don't care about them building the new, like, stadium over there on Thursday where it's going to be, like, near hospitals where people can't go you don't watch and die? Any, you don't watch any screen time. I get, I get all my information uh, through interacting with people. Wow. Uh, I did watch, the last thing I watched was on Netflix, Abstract, The Art of Design. Okay. That's dope. It's real good. It's real good. Sweet. I think I watch too much television. I, I have does. I have yeah, been I have does. been recently because I stopped my reading project with um, Stephen King so I haven't last year I didn't watch anything so I was constantly reading but this year I've I've actually watched quite a bit already. I've been watching too many political shit. Yeah, I just can't pay any attention to that at all. I'll watch old shit. I'll watch shit that uh, isn't relevant. Uh, like I watched uh, the Hustler. Oh, that's oh, a good I love movie. that movie. Right, that's great movie. 1961. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul it's not and relevant. It's, it's, it's nobody producing something to uh, to inject some kind of fucking it is, philosophy. No, it is. It is but, relevant. Well, we're yeah, getting sure, hustled. sure. Yeah, well, sure. We're getting yeah, hustled. yeah, yeah. But like, there's, there's nobody, there's nobody trying to trick me from then now. You know what I mean? Nobody I back then was like, well, in, in fucking 80 years, I'm gonna get. <laughs> you know, this is how it's gonna work. <laughs> But uh, no, yeah. actually, that's a really good movie because the American movie. people don't realize they're getting hustled. Stupid oh, ass motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Gleason was good and he was a bitch beater. Well, then, 
as we wrap up, please remember, you guys, we've got to get this 64 legislation in California to go through. Please. Because the only way that the federal government's going to leave us alone is if we prove that we have a robust economy centered around med- medical and legalized marijuana. And once that happens, the feds will not come in and take it over. But as long as we keep it sort of namby-pamby, not like, oh, we don't have it together yet. We got to get we all those policies in line. We got it. We're in tech country. We got to get those taxes going. And we got to show them that we can make a billion dollars a year. We do. On this amazing. Been some. Have been. Oh, by the way, I, I just want to say like, uh, there's a Ford's uh, article that California is actually one of the center of um, one of the most robust uh, economies Great. out of the whole world. Yeah, of course. We're, we're usually think, in the top five. I think we're in five. like the top Ten. Wow. Let's let's look it up before we go. Yeah. Um. So yo, no, we got it. We got we got this. We also still have we have um you know all the movie industry. There's all kinds of we're, we make tons of vegetables and fruits. Yeah. yeah. We've we're got the, the movie industry. Most now we've got the cannabis industry. And and the te- and we're we are the tech world. We're the tech world. Yeah. And people always want to come here. And tourism. We have we got that. weather. Industry, right. sex, Fuck. porn. By the way, got, porn, my favorite thing. California economy grows to the sixth largest in the world. Yeah, in Behind the what? world. Beijing. Uh, let's look. Uh, we'll look at global rankings. Well, let's guess. Let's guess real quickly. I'm gonna say uh, we got we got uh, some uh, We're probably up from, Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah, something like Middle that, East, like an yeah. oil. Yeah, like yeah. an oil thing. We're up from number eight, so that's nice. And we're getting crushing it. Crushing it. That weed money, baby. Exactly. Um, as for the global rankings, overall, the U.S. economy was number one. Ugh. Sad. Uh, I guess I'm supposed to be excited about that. But, hey, we live uh, here. Hi! Uh, global rankings. The U.S. economy was number one. China was number two, followed by Japan, Germany, United Kingdom, and then California. Motherfuckers! And we're just yeah. a state. We're just a state. Just a state. Just, a little just state. the largest with just the biggest dick and biggest titties. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Showing and those porn. titties for everybody. Absolutely, the porn industry is real. By the way, do not underestimate the porn industry. Do in not California. underestimate the power of porn. No. Never underestimate it. It's going to be... That's why we all moved it. Well, I moved to California. Hey, Pam, do you have a, a pipe or papers? I do. I yeah, have both of those papers. things. Oh, cool. uh, we've got it. We'll have a 10 minute break before we come back with our next Zach. It's interesting. We're having a Zach attack day. Zach attack. But he spells it differently than you do. And so that's why he got the hack. Jesus saying, fuck you, Spend, Zach. He spells on the, it like a hack. I couldn't, I couldn't um, tag him on the Facebook because he's too so cool to for Facebook. But that's why oh. I found a Jesus meme. There are Jesus is flipping you off. And it says, fuck you, Zach. Z-A-K. Fuck you, Zach. So that Zach Wiseman knows it's not him because he spells it with a C-H. We don't need white and white crime right now, okay? Why not? Why, <laughs> Actually, why I'm going to put that shit they on both, They're star. both blonde. They're both blonde. They both have long hair. They're both named Zach. Let's watch. World fight. star. World star. <laughs> Porn star. Uh, thanks for being here, Zach. And thank you, Latoya Sheriff of Truth, as you, always. Pam. for going. I love you, too, going through the news. Uh, love you guys. Yeah, love you, you're Zach. the best, Zach. Thanks Thank you for, for giving up your seat. Everybody you go do Rosa Parks. Do, everybody go smoke more pot and everything's going to be okay. I promise. Bye. All right. Bye, bye. everybody. Bye. Check out that rap, too, by the way. Bye, that rap today. Fuck yeah, that rap. <laughs> I'll play it later. All right. Bye, everybody. This Alex! Ed!
Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Cusher Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event. Now trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Oh. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live, streaming, and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, what a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. 
What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a Tomato Produce Company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring... Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives to smoke it. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com This is Tusha Tomatoes with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. 